How you doing? My name's Luke Such. I'm Scott Minema. Today with us is James Mitchell. You've all been waiting. James, welcome. Thank you. We've and been, I, and I don't think anybody's been waiting. They've all been waiting, James. That's the, it's the number one comment we get. When is James gonna be on? Uh huh. Uh huh. He's have not. Tell, I have to tell my mom who doesn't go to Headwaters. <laughs> Thanks for re- reaching That's out. You, right. can, you let her know. Yeah, you can send her the link to this so she can listen to it. Oh, great. She'll see yeah. it. She James' mom gets a shout out. Hey, welcome. Thanks. Long time okay. listener. <laughs> First time Ooh. guest. I don't know if there is a long time listener. How how long have we been doing this now? Yeah, I don't know. It six months maybe. Is that five it? months? Yeah, yeah, not long. I don't know. Whenever you launched it, James I, has been with us from the beginning. Yeah. I subscribe. It pops up. <laughs> I listen on one and a half speed. One and a half speed. That's oh, right. Oh man, James likes to get through that content. There. He 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 commented on the, when we uh, had Christine on and we did the chipmunk button. Yes, how, yes. how good the chipmunk but, button sounded on one and a half speed. It's fantastic. I've Can not, we do I've, the whole podcast on that? <laughs> that I, I, no. Luke, I, if it was up to me, the answer would be yes. But I, Luke has control of the board. Someone has so, to be the mature one in this room, yeah. gentlemen. Well, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. Um, we... Uh, as as part of uh, the the welcoming committee, we have a Ooh, gift. Oh yes, for you. yes, yes. Oh, I, and, get, I uh, get a gift. You do. It, we we're uh, this, you are you're part of a. You join the few. Yeah. This is now becoming the regular thing. What is that? Well, now everybody's going to have one. Well, uh, no, just ev- not everybody. Just the people who've sat in this room and done this with uh, yeah. us. We oh. want. Well, I am appreciative. We want you to remember it. I won't. I won't have envy at the uh, meetings anymore. There you go. Well, yeah, I think just about this will probably complete. Uh, other than my dad uh, is yeah. still out there. El, yeah. have we done Ellen? Oh no, we still have to. Ellen and my dad. I think that's it. The rest of the ministry staff. I think we've. So we have a couple more. Yeah, couple we more do. To go. And we still have a couple mugs left, so we're good. Perfect. But when we're out, we're probably out. <laughs> so so no reorder. <laughs> well. You you approve the budget, so that's <laughs> what you, we got that's money for you. another round. Yeah. Uh, no, no money. Okay, okay. No. well there you go. Sorry, anybody who comes later. <laughs> can, can we get that on a mug? No money, no mug. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, James, what do you want to tell us about yourself? No, not that. Let's we'll we'll stick to the same pattern. We tell us how you came to know the Lord. Give us a, the the thirty thousand foot flyover on James Mitchell's testimony, family, and. Faith. You yeah. have something you want to add? Yeah. Well, no. Before before you go there, just to introduce James. James is the uh, newest member of our staff and uh, serves Christ here at Headwaters as the director of operations. And uh, it's just been a pleasure to serve with you the short time you've been here. So again, we're we're delighted that you uh, took the time to join us. And uh, I know uh, we'd love for the uh, the twelve or thirteen listeners that we have to uh, get to know you a little bit. So we've got to be higher than that now. We're though. bumping and just hitting those numbers out of the park. Twelve to thirteen. Yeah, we may be in nineteen or twenty. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But no, we need to stop jesting. We there. I, we're. I'm shocked at how many people are are listening to this, and we've had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, hopefully it's been helpful. So yep. we'll yeah. keep going. So you want to know how I came to know the Lord? Yeah. Probably best. All right. So. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, my dad is a pastor now, uh, retired, was not when I was young. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor, so 
just raised with Christian values throughout that time frame. And um, I, I always tell people I, I started going to church and youth group and stuff um, on my own much later uh, when I met my wife. And that's really the turning point when it became real. Uh, so my wife, Jennifer, of 23 years is really the catalyst uh, from it becoming mm. known to me. Uh, so I started attending her church when we started dating, uh, joined for membership, went went with her, and then we got called to another church where I served in a different role over there. Uh, we was there for 13 years. And yeah, so really she's the catalyst that all the head knowledge that I had before became more real later in life. Uh, so yeah, that's mm. about as high as you can get from that. There's a lot of details I, I left out. I believe that. So you came... I mentioned earlier your newest staff member here. Uh, talk a little bit about coming to Headwaters, circumstances. What were you doing before uh, you were recruited to Headwaters? And Yeah, so for the last 12 years before becoming, I guess, the staff rookie, is that... Well, yeah, you're in your yeah, rookie, you're in your rookie year, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Do I get a baseball card? No, you do have to carry my bag into the con- uh, <laughs> church every week, though. Oh, uh, no, I'll hard pass on it. No, that. okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, for the last 12 years, I worked for a, a local software development company called Aptera. Uh, they were later uh, acquired by another company, uh, changed the name to Core BTS. But for 12 years, that's what I, I did. A variety of roles there from project manager to account manager to director of services, handling their managed services department. So that was my latest foray uh, before joining Headwaters. What I really want to know is at what point did you start practicing magic? Ah, oh, you let that out early. That, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, was that too early? I don't, I don't know. We well, should have saved that one, an yeah. ace in the hole. It, well, now retired. Now it, it used retired. to be a yeah, it used to be a secret, but now it's out. But yeah, James. It was is, not a. James has done many a magic performance here at the church. That's yeah, true. That might have been before Scott's time. Definitely before Scott's. Time. When we did uh, Fall Fest, there yep. used to be a, a like a, a magic show portion of it where James would share the gospel with a magic show. Yeah. Oh, we got to bring that back. Every <laughs> got to bring that back. It was every year for how long did you do that? I mean, it's probably four or five years. Uh, yeah, probably. I, did, I think I did it three or four years. Yeah, um, I could go back and check my my notes. I'm sure you have no. Sorry, I didn't mean to decide. Tra- when did the yeah. magic start? Uh, 14 years ago. How did you get into that? That's this. this <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, I should say I got into it long before 14 years. I was doing it paid for 14 years. Okay, as a little bit of a side hustle uh, with everything else. Um, way back in middle school, a friend showed me a trick and I'm like, Oh, I have to know how you do that. And like any good magician, he said, I can't tell you that drove me crazy. (laughs) So I went and bought it so I could learn how to do it. Uh, and got, got hooked and thought it was great. Um, and did that for a little bit, set it aside. And then it wasn't until I got married, had kids and my daughter was four. Uh, and I, I thought, oh, she's, she's at the age. She'd really love this as we're cleaning out the attic, and I find this box of magic, which all magicians accumulate. And uh, By the way, this is, this is sleight of hand magic, not yes. uh, wands and uh, wizards magic, just, oh, yeah. just in case anybody's yeah. wondering. This is, this, there's no such thing as real magic. This was definitely sleight of hand. Uh, so practice some of that, and my daughter's face lit up. thought, oh, this is amazing. She had a birthday party coming up, and she had four or five friends coming over. I'm like, I'll relearn some new tricks relearned some things and did a little mini show for them that was uh, three or four tricks and they all loved it this i first off i really love how that made me feel I thought, this is great i get to bring this like 
joy to their face. Mm. It, it was awesome. So I got hooked and, um, uh, Jennifer will tell you that, uh, just about anything that I do, I usually have the following phrase, which is, I bet I could get paid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I turned it in, I turned it into a business and, uh, did that for 14 years at, at the peak, um, just as COVID was, was hitting, uh, that year I performed 99 shows. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I really tried to get that hundredth show. Oh, I bet you I did. Just, I tried triple to, digits, tried man. Tried to give it away for free <laughs> the final week of the year, and just everybody was too busy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, we, but, that but was, now retired. I, now I, retired. Did, did the, I think he October said he's retired, year. but he's one way or another. We're uh, we're bringing him out of retirement. Just at Tom the Christmas, Brady and that thing. Come at, on, out. yeah, the Christmas party at the Christmas party. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So uh, retired professionally, I guess is a better way of saying. Oh, okay. it. I, I, oh, I still yeah. do icebreakers here at church. Uh, it's a good <laughs> connector. Um, you know, Scott and I are gonna maybe do a little duo Penn and Teller thing. Oh, nice! Christmas I'm party. here for that. Yeah, I've got. I know two tricks, <laughs> and I keep doing them over and over with my grandkids, and they're. It's like the first time every time. It's like, so I get it, right? It's like the joy. It's like, oh, Papa, do that again. Oh, okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Why not? I mean, that's the cool thing about it is when you're actually doing that for adults, you get to see that same, like, mask down, pure um, amazement in an adult. And it it just, you can't, (laughs) I don't know anything else that brings that quick, like, guard drops, face changes, awe. That's fun. It's pretty neat. So, how long have you been at Headwaters? Uh, see, this is—I'll tell you what I think it is, and if you, Jennifer's here, she'd give you the exact number. We are in our ninth year. <laughs> okay. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. And how how long have you been on staff? Uh, just over six months. Has it been that long? Yes. It time has flown. So, really, what I'm I'm hearing is we started the podcast right when James got hired, and and those two things probably went together. I don't oh, know. I don't somehow. know how they did. Can, I take, can I take credit for that? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure, this sure. is your first decision. I'll put that in the wind column. There, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'd, yeah. I'd hold off on that uh, judgment <laughs> there for a little while. So, talk a little bit, James, about what does what does a director of operations do at Headwaters? What is the day in the life? of James look like? Well, every day is different. Um, so probably the best way to, to tell you what I do is the areas of responsibility that I have. Um, and those were posted for the church to see when they were looking for a director of operations. So um, there's a few key things. The, the first one is that I enable the ministries to be able to do mm-hmm. ministry effectively. So my job is to clear the road, um, help each ministry have the tools for them to be able to do their thing successfully. Um, the second thing that I do is a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of things, so the more the operational side, which is um, general operations. I have compliance, finance, human resources, administration, uh, facilities, infrastructure, uh, campus renovation, construction projects. So, we never do any of those. So I oversee a few of those things, <laughs> yeah. There's always, there's always sawdust in the air for something around here. Yeah, I, I don't know. When, when's the next one? Oh, well, uh, it's, you, it's tell, you tell me. It's ongoing. Yeah, every true. Every day, something, to your point, Luke, everything, yeah. every day something's happening. And that's why every day is kind of different. Um, I have a plan for what I'm going to do every day. Sometimes I get through that plan. Sometimes I just look at it and feel real bad that I did not get through <laughs> the plan I set. Fair. Fair point. Who, who's the most 
culpable for forcing you to not get through that plan? Who, who is it that walks in and you're like, well, there goes the plan? I thought we blamed Jim for everything. Okay, well, that's probably that, That's got to be the pat answer. Well, 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 we can blame Jim, but truth be told, Uh-oh. it's me. Oh, wow. Oh, good, good, hum- good yeah, humble answer. Because, yeah, because I'm the one who chooses what to do. And some things I, I just deem are higher priority and mm-hmm. jump in to do it because uh, I have a mindset of David Allen's getting things done. And so if you can do it in two minutes or less, do it. Don't put it on a list. You know, I, I adopt some of those principles. So sometimes it's faster just go do it, get it done, get it off. It never gets on the list if you do things like that. So that's interesting. So you have you have a to-do list. You start your day, you got a to-do list. You prioritize your to-do list. Every A, day. B, C, one, two, three kind of thing. Yeah. And then something, what I think I just heard you say is that if something comes in that needs to get done, it's less than two or three minutes, you don't add it to the list, you just do it. Right. So... How do you choose to say, I guess, what's your criteria for yes or no to one of those two or three minute items? Because you could have a day around here where you get a lot of those two or three items and maybe that's the the priority A on your list just doesn't get done because you just got nailed with too many two yeah. and three minute items. Yeah. So not every two to three minute task gets done okay. immediately. Uh, most of them are priority based. So to your point, if, you know, a lot of other places do big three. These are the big three things I want to get done today. If I do nothing else, those are the three things I do. Uh, so I, I have some key, you know, big rocks that I'm like, th- this rock has to move. I don't have to get the rock across the finish line, but I have to move that rock. Mm. Uh, so I have some things like that that I, uh, I'll i do that regardless of what's happening. Uh, but a lot of the two to three minute things, it's sending an email, uh, making a quick phone call, you know, putting the ball in somebody else's court, uh, that you can do pretty easily. Um, and then just keep track of it somewhere else. Um, and I have a, I have a don't forget about me list also. <laughs> so those are the really low items that I don't want to forget about, but I need to remember. When I have time, I get to those. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is this the important, not urgent category? Yes. Hey, yeah. Eisenhower matrix. That's absolutely. Stephen Covey has a version of that, right? Yep. Yeah. I yeah. think everybody has some, some, some modern variation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting back to your list of things that you do. Yeah. What else? Did we cover them all? Is that, is that enough? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I thought there was more. I didn't know. Oh, I mean, I went through them pretty fast. Each, yeah. each one has spider of multiple things. Um, and yeah, I mean, really, I, I heard some, I was in an event um, a couple of weeks ago, and I heard somebody else with a director of operations role uh, phrase it this way, uh, that they do everything from payroll to plumbing. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that was pretty good, except I don't actually do payroll or do the plumbing. Um, but we, I make sure that payroll can happen and that all the things from a facility standpoint can get done. Uh, that doesn't mean you won't see me with a mop. I, I will also do that. Uh, but yeah, those are... I've seen you. I don't think I've seen you with a mop. I've seen you with a ladder more than once. Yeah, ladder. Drill, uh, hammer. Yeah. I haven't seen the chainsaw yet. I've not done that one. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you'll see me around a lot. I try not to to really be seen doing a lot of that stuff. All right, James. One of my favorite things about you is that when you started considering this job, it was a requirement for you that you still be able to serve in the capacities that you are serving at Headwaters before you were an employee of Headwaters. So I think equally relevant to this, well, maybe not equally relevant, but at least in my mind, 
what are, because this is always funny to me when we look around the staff team, I'm like, James is somehow involved in all of our ministries in some capacity. What are the uh, ministry things that you do that you've been involved in that predate your uh, vocational role here? Yeah. Um, so th- this, help me if I forget one. This is one of the problems. So uh, before I go through that list, though, I, yeah. I just want to speak on that. So there's a separation between work and ministry. So the reason that was a requirement was because I'm passionate about a lot of things. And those are things I was already involved in, already doing, whether it was with my wife or kids or Mm -hmm. on my own. And so those are still things I'm passionate about, regardless of my day job changing locations. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of those things, um, so I'm currently a deacon. uh, And have been for? Three years. Yep. So uh, I'm, I'm up for nomination and confirmation. You heard it here, folks. Uh, James running for deacon renomination. Yeah, uh, donations. Please put them. To <laughs> James General Mitchell giving. with is, two is, L's. Is there a super PAC available that I can find? No, oh, but man. make sure you put it to General Giving. I, <laughs> I, I indirectly will spend that on the church's behalf for God's glory. Um, yeah, so uh, deacon, uh, do that. Um, I'm the Awana Boys TNT director, um, and have been that for believe seven years. Um, I, I, we started in the Iwana program, right, or I did, right when we came to Headwater, so nine years. So the same time I've been here, uh, I was in a class and started doing that. Um, I'm part of the men's ministry leadership team and a table group leader within men's ministry. Um, my wife, I, and family uh, also uh, serve in the children's nursery. Uh, so we are in there once a month doing nursery uh, attendant duty. Uh, what else? I'm sure I'm forgetting something. You're an ABF leader. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, thanks. I knew. Yeah, that. yeah. You're so, welcome. Uh, this is my area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, Luke. I didn't mean to slam. That's you. okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm in one of the ABFs as one of the teachers in there uh, as well. You've got. A, uh, I'm sure. I've, I'm sure. I'm forgetting. Really, what else. that means is you've got a full plate around here. Uh, and what I I want to make sure that this gets translated to clearly. No, Scott, you cannot ask him to be a part of counseling ministry. That's <laughs> that's really what I want you to take away from this. I, I have uh, I have had Christine uh, try and figure out a way to get me into the women's ministry as a teacher. <laughs> so come and you know refresh, teach a, a thing, go do a thing uh, on magic. Sure. I, I feel like I should do that in every ministry. So I could say I've, 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 helped I've in every touched ministry. all of them. Yeah. Uh, Clear the bases, but, but I'm, I'm not really looking to, to do that. I, I actually don't really like making the list, uh, in full honesty. It's like hitting the ministry cycle. I don't know. Nobody else has done that. I don't know how somehow you've been able to be involved. I know youth hasn't been on there to my knowledge. Have you like gone on a youth retreat at some point? Uh, fourth and fifth grade. So not, no, not, that's not still children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. All right. So, uh, Daymeyer, you're listening as well. No, you cannot have James be a youth leader. <laughs> Let me just make that clear. So going back to, uh, director of operations, what are, what are some of the big things in this season, uh, of headwaters that, uh, are taking up a lot of your time? Where do you spend the majority of your time? Is there one or two things you'd say, Right now, maybe this month or this quarter, or this year, are uh, are occupying a, lo- a lot of your attention. Um, well, the, the budget cycle is about to kick off, so we do a lot of the preparation, working with each of the ministries to identify what goals and targets are there for next year. So mm-hmm. we've done a lot of planning and prep for that. Mm-hmm. Um, more to come in October. 
Um, it's open enrollment season in the medical world, so that is a, a wonderful egg to crack uh, when you're in there. So there's a certain time frame you have to do that within as well. We'll be doing that. Um, you may have heard recently Harvest <laughs> made a, a yeah. rather large deposit against their mortgage or uh, land contract with us. So uh, there's going to be some conversations around that. Uh, we do have all those construction projects that Luke's mentioned. So um, again, not maybe not physically holding the hammer each time, but making sure that mm. the team has what they need to do it uh, to move forward with it. Um, and then I've, I've been working a lot with um, interested ministry partners for mm-hmm. uh, various outbuildings in the front, you know, having those initial conversations, helping with the vetting, getting those to the elders, seeing if they'd be a good fit, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who's ever tried to grapple with some of these things, you know, that even, well, it depends on what you're used to, but this place is large enough that having somebody look at the big picture view as to how these ministries relate to the facilities that we're using, relate to the budget that we have, relate to a, a thousand different things is not an easy task. And I'm very grateful that James gets to to try and zoom out to that point. Like for me, I, like if I can think about that theologically, I can think about the Bible part, but man, try, how that fits to like who rents building for, <laughs> like I that that all of a sudden becomes a unsolvable migraine that would last to the grave at some point in my own thinking. But yeah. All I, that to say. Details that, are good. James, I'm glad you're here. I, yeah. I like the details. If, if you need a list made, you need uh, somebody to follow it up, make sure things get done, that, that, that's one of my passions. There's not a ministry for that, so there's a staff position for that. Well, that is a ministry in and of itself. Uh, it may not be the kind that we typically think of, but it is absolutely needed, and uh, we, we rest on people being able and willing to uh, make those things go for the church. So I'm really grateful. I uh, love it. So here's a, uh, here's a question out of right field. This is a hard, hard left turn. Okay. Oh, boy. A good one, a good one. It's, uh, but what, what has God been doing in your life? So we're kind of moving from the professional side to just what, what is God doing in, in, in your life, in your heart, maybe I could ask it a different way. Um, in what ways are are you seeing God work in your life? Well, I just taught the Iwana boys that God is always at work, so He's He's always moving forward um, in my life personally. So I have two daughters because we didn't really do a family thing. So my wife Jennifer, oh, yeah, twenty three years. Did. I have two daughters. That was an oversight. What are we thinking? Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fill us in real quick on that. Natalie, nineteen. Um, Indiana Tech, uh, going to be graduating at the end of this year uh, with her associate's degree in business administration. And my youngest, Jocelyn, is 18 at PFW in her first semester, studying elementary education with a minor in Spanish. Uh, So God's currently working as a parent Mm. on navigating college with two kids and they're at home. We've encouraged them to stay at home. It's it's been wonderful. Um, So have that. Um, and so Jennifer and I have a lot more of us together time that doesn't involve all four. Mm. And so what do we do? What do we do together? Um, you know, th- those kinds of, of things. Um, I've background, this is part of the testimony side. Um, I learned a lot of head knowledge uh, before Jennifer 
And even with Jennifer, early years of our marriage, we got a lot of Bible knowledge. Bible says this, it does this, this is a great story, this is everything that's related to it, um, but not a lot on the application side. Well, what do you do with that? Um, and so right now James one twenty two, you know, do not be merely listeners of the word, but doers also. And that's kind of the verse right now that is helping me. Um, again, this this goes back to when we came to, to uh, Wallen, now Headwaters. Uh, that was the main thing that drew us here was that we were heavy on application. What do you do with this? I've given you this great information. God provided this for you, and now how do you apply that in your life? And so we've had nine years of not forgetting all the knowledge that we have, because I think that was good and beneficial, but then taking that and translating that into how do we live out our life. And so that's probably the biggest thing. He's, he's constantly working on, well, here's how you can do this better. Here's mm-hmm. how... Here's how prayer in the moment can help you with this situation and not going to God last, but going to God first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would think you would never forget that, uh, but I often do. It's, you know, as a doer who makes lists mm-hmm. and does, uh, it's a personal balance of mind to always think, oh, no, I need to take a minute. Don't jump into that two to three minute thing for this particular thing. Don't have an immediate solution or answer in my head and then just and rely on God and let him speak before I react. Uh, so that's probably the biggest way he's been moving right now. What what character of God, when we think about God's character, his holiness, his sovereignty, his omniscience, what, what character quality of God, at least at this point in your life, resonates m- the most with you? Oh, that's an easy question. And Luke is going to love it. Oh, yes, I'm here for it. Uh, God's sovereignty. God is sovereign over everything. Mm. Uh, I just, that has really, especially the last uh, three, four years, uh, that has been a a thing that has just been made even more real for me. So uh, just knowing that he really is in control and the ruler of all those things, it it, it just, everything else makes sense when you get your sovereignty right. Yeah. And there's rest in that, right? When, When you're in the midst of of struggle or suffering, difficult circumstances, problem relationships, the reality that God is sovereign and good, um, you can you can find rest when everything around you seems to indicate otherwise. I agree. Yeah. All right. I, my my next question was back to where we were, so I have to bring us down off of the the mountain of the character of God and what you're, you're speaking my language though. A pivot. <laughs> To, from one thing to another thing to another thing, that's that's my day. All right, fair enough. That That is truly how we operate around here, so <laughs> this is an accurate reflection. What is something about your job that most people don't know that you think is relevant to helping someone understand what you do? Uh, well, I am also IT support Okay. for everybody. Uh, in the ministry, uh, Wi-Fi in the building, uh, Kids check in, computers not connecting, not doing what they need to do, software, such and such. So um, probably not a day or a week goes by where I'm not somewhat deep into the IT world, Mm -hmm. uh, which coincidentally also has some background uh, in my history. So uh, that is probably something most people don't really think. You know, you pay people to do that, right? Um, External vendors to do those things, which we, we do also. Um, but some of those problems don't need a ticket. I can come over and fix it real quick. It's kind of remarkable, isn't it? I mean, 
So we'll connect both of these, right? So God's character is sovereignty and in what you do day to day. When you look over your shoulder, isn't it pretty cool to see how God has just been preparing you all of these years, both both practically and spiritually for mm-hmm. for this role? A hundred percent. I've told Jennifer before, and, and usually when I tell people, uh, again, I would have loved to have the plan ahead of time. I think I shared that <laughs> with you guys at staff before, but... Um, you know, I look. I can look back, twenty two, twenty three, even before that, plus years of different jobs, different careers, different types of things that I've done or been prepared for, that overlay onto a day in the life of a director of operations at Headwaters. That I would have never put those two things together to have to have that skill set. Now they most of them were always at the same time, but you know, looking back, uh, there's a Stephen Curtis Chapman song, I think. Uh, fingerprints of God. So I, I reference that. That looking back over that in this role now, I can see those fingerprints of God along the way that I would not have recognized during that time frame. Uh, but now it, it just it's super clear. And mm. some of those things that didn't make sense now completely make sense. Uh, I th- when I thought he was going to when he started talking about Stephen Curtis Chapman, I thought he was going to just. Describe the great adventure. I'm diving in. Yeah. I'm going oh, no. Saddle in. up your horses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a different one. Dive is in my playlist, too. <laughs> Digging deep there. Well, that, that feels like, I mean, you, you did like hit that, that intersection between the story of your life, your role here at Headwaters, how God has been training and working through all things to be there, and that big picture view of like the character of God being displayed in his sovereignty probably is a good place right there to to wrap that up. And if we do, is there anything else we need to say? No, I think on? no, I think James wants to uh have the last word with the chipmunk button on. But. Oh, okay. We'll <laughs> we'll descend from the high I'll we'll come back to it, but just just for fun. Go ahead. There it is. So, there it is, James. What, what am I supposed to say? It, it doesn't really. Matter. All of it's funny. All we of have it. to have to laugh uh, at one and a half Gosh. speed. The laugh is the best. <laughs> now you can go back and listen to yourself talk like this at one and a half speed. So are we going to wrap up the podcast? No, we're not. No, we're shutting that uh, off okay. right away. We will wrap up. No, 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 no. We'll end uh, with the, the, the quote from Dutch Reformed theologian Abraham Kuyper. There is not one square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not rightfully say, mine. Mm-hmm.